0: ladies and just a few gentlemen. We are covering an exciting topic today. It is time for your weekly dose of fashion and we're talking a little drama today too. Who doesn't love a good tea on a Friday so you can meet up with your friends over the weekend and have something to talk about. So a few episodes ago we talked Met Gala looks and of course the Met Gala is huge, For fashion, okay, right? We covered that already. But everybody who is anybody is in the French Riviera this week for Cannes Film Festival. It is a super glamorous celebration of film and and a little bit fashion, right? So, but a lot of people don't know that it is an all day event. It is not like the Met where everyone shows up at night and it's just a few hours. All of the celebrities you're seeing in these big ball gowns that were casually photographed around like 30 p.m., which is like a little awkward, but whatever. The Met like. Like it's nighttime and it's evening, and that's why they're an evening wear. But can is like an all day thing with multiple different events, so it is different and it's a little bit more interesting and a lot more looks to cover. So now, what is the tea in the drama? You ask. It has to do with footwear. They have a very specific rule surrounding footwear and shoes that are to be worn for women, of course, not men. They're, they go for the women, right? In recent years, can has faced harsh, harsh backlash after women were barred from film screenings for not wearing high heels. Can you believe that? High heels. How crazy and archaic is that rule? So many celebrities have protested this, which is so awesome to me. And just giving you guys a little backstory, in 2016, Joya Roberts actually showed up completely barefoot in a huge black ball gown to make a statement against the policy. And Kristen Stewart did the same. She walked the red carpet in these sky-high Louboutins. And as soon as she got through security, got in front of the photographers, she took them off and walked the red carpet completely barefoot. I just, I love that energy. That is some boss bitch energy. This year, one of the celebrities, Isabella Hupert, I can't say her name, Huppert, Hubert, whatever, she actually wore heels in the mold of feet. Like it resembled an actual foot to show solidarity with the protesters, which was definitely a bit of a weird take on it, but I kind of liked it. It made you look, it made you see how silly the rule really is. So now that we covered the T and gotten that out of the way right in the beginning, and like I mentioned, there are so many events with can So many celebrities wear so many different looks over the weekend. I am just going to be touching on my favorites and of course the ones I'm not I'm not the most excited about, but we can't touch on everything in a podcast episode. That would just be excessive. So we're going to hit the highs and we're going to hit the low lows. Okay, so let's jump in. I want to start out with Elsa. H- I can never say her name. Elsa Hosk, I think is how you pronounce it. She is a blonde model. She was a Victoria's Secret model. She's just a high fashion model. She's everywhere in every designer she has models for them. Um, She wore an incredible Victor and Rolf couture moment from the red carpet this season which was a super cool look. It went viral on Instagram and TikTok. This collection did like months back whenever it came out and I do feel like I've seen this dress a lot of times because of that but I will say this whole collection from Victor and rolf I'm probably not saying that designer right but it was so cool and I need you all to look it up because the way that I'm about to explain it is very hard because again we're on a podcast we're not on like a YouTube video so it's going to be a little hard to explain, but the dress was a gorgeous light blue ball gown. What was different about it though, is to kind of put it simply, it was sideways. Like it was defying gravity sideways. Imagine me getting a super big ball gown, gluing it to somebody completely diagonally. And I mean, it's an unrealistic dress, but that's why I think it was so perfect for the red carpet. It gets people talking. So this avant-garde fashion label, Victor and Rolf, is known for their innovative, exaggerated- silhouettes and this dress is everything and more and it does really align with the designer and it'll keep you wondering how in the world they made this dress lay so perfectly and the hem is cut so evenly but it's diagonal so this design had to have taken hours and hours and hours to try to figure out how you're going to get it to lay on somebody diagonally you need to look up this look and the whole collection because Elsa wore a diagonal look but on the red carpet they flipped a dress completely upside down where the hem was actually above the Head. I don't know how the model was walking. I don't know if the skirt was see through, but it would be like if a bodice was wrapped around my knees and a, a huge tool skirt was like defying gravity upside down, like going towards my head. I don't know if any of this is making sense, but that is the dress and that was the designer's whole collection. It was like about defying gravity and playing with proportions and it was super cool. Look it up. That is homework number one for today. A little um fashion backstory on Elsa Hosk with Cannes Film Festival. She actually lost her luggage. I follow her on Instagram. And that's how I know this. And her stylist is Danny Michelle. And if you've listened to one of our episodes in the beginning of this season, I talked about flying out for an interview with Danny Michelle. And so I follow her and all her um, assistants still. And so they were posting about how Elsa's luggage got lost. And they actually were saved because one of Danny's assistants flew out with the Victor and Roth dress. So she she ended up having the dress. And that wasn't, that would have been just absolutely terrible and a nightmare. But um, she lost all her other luggage, but she had her big ball gown so the night was saved on to the next look let's go to scarlett johansson now i think scarlett is really good on the red carpet i think she always looks like old hollywood or that glitz and glamour look she just has i don't know and also her figure is completely insane and she's got a wonderful silhouette she wore a light pink prada dress there was no train it was very just like a column silhouette and honestly it looked like a white training bra underneath it i did not i didn't feel like this um look was enough for me i I know i just got done saying she usually kind of kills it on the red carpet but she looked stunning she always looks stunning all the people that I name look stunning another little disclaimer I have to put it every single time I'm judging these people from actually like I'm wearing sweatpants right so like you have to take everything I say with a grain of salt but if I'm just being on my high horse right now I think she could have done a little bit better but she of course always looks gorgeous one note that I will say that's actually so random whenever I was looking up all these looks her blush absolutely matched perfectly to her pink dress I know that's such a weird thing to point out but like I don't know. Know who did her makeup but they deserve a 10 out of 10 because that that was a color matching um i don't know what the word would be for that but they did a wonderful job now on a side note about can these celebrities wear these huge gowns to sit down it's a film festival so they they have to watch a movie like can you imagine how uncomfortable at least at the met like you can stand up and move around and it's kind of i don't know not a dinner party that's not the right word but like a huge event where you're kind of like eating and mingling and walking around having a little drink here and there and then there's an the after party this is like again an all day event and you're watching movies all day and like you're in these big ball gowns I just can't imagine how awkward it is to kind of sit by someone whose dress is like taking over your seat these women are in huge gowns and they're sitting down to watch a movie and I'm sure the person next to them has got to be so uncomfortable I feel like it's got to be something similar um to somebody sitting in an economy seat who's like bigger than you or like is wearing a huge jacket or falls asleep and is trying to put their elbow on your armrest like that's what I envision sitting next to somebody in a big ball gown to watch a movie with like I I don't know Um, that's how I'm aligning it it's kind of sad that the way I can relate to can is by sitting in economy but that's just you know that's the life we're living but um I don't know I don't know how to end that but moving on to the next look let's talk about Olivia Culpo. Culpo again these names are hard for me I don't know I don't know if that's how you pronounce it but that's what we're going to go with Olivia Culpo. I think she looked really pretty in a color blocking velvet drop waist long sleeve dress with a gorgeous vibrant blue purple silk Train. I'm going to admit, I didn't know this designer. Her name's Miss Sohee Couture, but it was very pretty, very glamorous, which I think was kind of the theme. Like the Met was very Karl Lagerfeld, so everybody was all one theme. Can doesn't really have a theme. It's not like that. It's more about film, so they're not worried about really. I mean, fashion is definitely in the forefront of it, it's more for film than it is for fashion but it's I mean I think they're, they they are go hand in hand one thing about Olivia's look it was giving a little bit of I forget the girl I forget the movie but it's the ice skater that beat up the other ice skater who was in the Olympics and that's it's kind of like it looks the top half of her dress looks like an ice skaters you know little mini dress that they wear and then the bottom is like a big train I liked it but it is it is giving that now that I'm looking at it a little longer but I think that's you, you guys can be the judge look up Olivia Culpa's and let me know what you think. Julia Gardner is the next person that I want to talk about she is one of my favorite actresses if you watched Ozark then you know she is Ruth Langmore and she is so funny on that show and played the character absolutely perfectly all of her phrases are way too inappropriate for me to repeat on here but if you haven't seen Ozark it is number one on my you know recommendations list on Netflix but she is also married to the lead singer of foster the people who I was obsessed with growing up uh, so I think that makes makes her even cooler to me. She looked really classic in a stunning Gucci emerald green dress with emerald earrings and diamonds. It was very safe to me, but it was very beautiful. It was very, I don't know, it gave France, it gave um, classy, it gave glamour, it gave old Hollywood. And so I give her a check mark. and I think it was pretty, but it was safe, I will say. Now, Brie Larson is who we're going to talk about next. I think she is, again, wonderful actress, always stunning but her stylist guys her stylist just did not nail it for me there were a few looks I saw her in and everyone I wasn't blown away by the one that I specifically want to talk about is a Chanel t-length dress it had a drop waist tulle ruffle skirt so it was it just didn't okay strike one I don't think you should be wearing t a I don't think you should be wearing tea. I don't think you should be wearing tea length on the red carpet part. Like I get it. There's a bunch of different events and parties, but it just like I was, I felt like it was very casual and it also didn't fit her right. Like I feel like she needed more fittings and it just, again, like very casual. I think it was for more of like a, I don't know, a little party than it was for the red carpet. Look, it just wasn't, it was not a favorite for me. Now I do want to go to somebody that to me knocked it out of the ballpark, y'all. Ho- Hosie. I'm I can't talk today. Rosie Huntington-Whiteley killed it not once, but twice, okay? I know I said I was going to talk about, you know, my favorites from each or my least from each. I give her a score of a 10 out of 10 on two different looks. They were just effortless wows like they were so amazing one of her looks was very sexy still classy but very sexy which is a hard you know balancing scale to play with like if she turned to the left she was sexy with a big slit up to her hip and she had a grand white silk file bow but if her mom was in the crowd you know if her mom or dad were like sitting there cheering her on and she needed to play it cool and turn the classy on she could turn to the right and it was a one shoulder black long sleeve column dress like each side had its own One was classy. One was like so sexy, but still had the class to it. Okay. It was, it was just a really cool, stunning look. She finished it off with a half up, half down hair look and some diamond drop earrings. And the next look she wore for a different con event was this black Saint Laurent gown. Saint Laurent is known for their black dresses. And um, I think she just killed it in this. It was a different, it wasn't a plain. It was, I'm scoring her 10 out of 10 on two black dresses, which sounds lame, honestly, whenever I say that, but look them up. She looks so tiny. Timeless. Like if you look back in 20 years at these two looks, they're still going to be in and they're still going to be stunning. Um, and so the second look is a dramatic sweetheart neckline and it connected to these like black gloves and she finished it off with this really crazy Bulgari jewelry, like huge diamonds around her um, wrists and around her neck. And then she had some black pointed toe velvet pumps. And it was, I think the look was so stunning. I think she looks so chic. Again, I know I said this last episode or the episode before, I can't remember, but if Sophia Ritchie was going to be on this carpet, she would, and she's the it girl right now, if you can't tell. Sophia Ritchie is the it girl of fashion. I think that's where all stylists and a lot of designers and a lot of people are looking at her right now and, and the way she's just transformed her look and how it's resonating with so many people. I think if she was on the carpet, she would be wearing Rosie Huntington Whiteley's looks. Chef's kiss is all I can say about her right now. Naomi Campbell is the next we're going to talk about. She looked elegant as always in white Chanel, but I do hate to say it. I love her. I love her so much, but it wasn't enough for me. Okay. I don't feel like it was styled well. I feel like it was just like a dress and, and, that was really it. Like a lot of these that I was attracted to, again, this is personal preference for me. She had on these brown plastic designer glasses with a white ball gown. And I just like, it wasn't a ball gown. It was just a white gown. But I just don't think that it it didn't resonate well with me. It didn't look like there was time and effort into the styling part of her look. And I feel like that's so important whenever you're trying to make a statement. So I don't, I just, it wasn't, it fell flat for me, Naomi. I'm sorry. I think you're awesome. But the look just didn't work for me. One look that did work for me though is Jennifer Lawrence. I think that she is, is I don't forget what it's called, but not the spokesperson for Dior because that's not right, but she is an ambassador. That's what the word I'm looking for, ambassador. She is a Dior ambassador and they always do so well at dressing her and all of her gowns are are stunning and she didn't miss the mark this time either. She was dressed in another timeless look. It was red crepe Dior gown with a diamond Dior necklace. This red that she wore is the red. You can't get it out of your head. It is so stunning. I think it's that red that Taylor Swift like named her whole album after, like that color red. It's a pop, but it's deep, but it's bright. It's like everything that you love about red, that's what this color was. She finished the look off with a pair of plain black, can you guess what it is? Flip-flops. Plain ass flip-flops, you guys. She was making a statement um, against the rule that we touched on in the beginning of the episode. And I loved it. Like she was in this dramatic ball gown and then she literally had on some black flip flops. I think that they were Dior too, but honestly, they looked like Target. So that's like, that's the level of the flip. Like she wasn't trying to add embellishments or anything like that. She was just trying to make a statement like, I don't have to wear heels. If I don't want to wear heels, nobody's going to tell me what to put on my feet. Okay. So I love that 10 out of 10, not a 10 out of 10. That's a little excessive, but like, I don't know. She's up there. Jennifer Lawrence is definitely high, high, high on my list. Now I want to finish the looks off with Natalie Portman. Okay. She is such a good actress. Everything Natalie Portman is in, I feel like she is just really talented and I I love her all around. I just really love her. She wore a stunning, stunning couture Dior gown, but it wasn't just any Dior gown. It was a remake of the famous Juno, Autumn and Winter 1949 Dior collection. It was an archive, but it was a remake. So it wasn't the actual 1949 dress. It was a remake of that. So the gown is a strapless gown with embellished Navy scallops on the skirt and a low back. It was so old Hollywood and glamorous. And I I know I said Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, but whenever you put Rosie and Natalie next to each other, I just think Natalie was, she pushed it a bit more. Like I said, Rosie was in two black dresses. Natalie was in a 1949 remake of Dior, one of their most famous dresses, I just, I I have to give it to Natalie, okay? So I was listening to this interview with Vogue's editor, and they were saying this look was kind of a bit of a diss, not directly, but just like a little bit of a diss to Kim K's Marilyn Monroe moment. If you don't know, Kim K wore Marilyn Monroe's famous dress that she wore when she sang Happy Birthday to President Kennedy, and it sparked so much controversy and talk whenever she wore that dress and and got it from the museum. So I, I think it sparked a lot of fear from fashion conservators that the dress might be permanently damaged and I think it actually was because Kim K is didn't fit in the dress and she tried to lose a lot of weight to fit in the dress and it just really caused a lot of controversy. If you guys hear birds in the background, I don't know why I'm in a little tight studio and these birds are like yapping yapping yapping. They're so loud right now so apologies for the birds but you know mother nature I can't help it. So there they go again. Oh my god these birds are insane. I don't know if we're gonna be able to edit this out but they're there goes the birds. If you can hear them, there's nothing I can do about it. Okay. So long story short, editors are praising Natalie Portman for keeping the original Dior gown at the Met and having it recreated so the public still has access to this look, and it's not just at the fingertips of the rich and famous to use when they please. I think that was another big issue with it with the Marilyn Monroe dress is that like, of course, Kim Kardashian can take the dress from the museum and wear it, and I feel like a lot of people felt like it was an abuse of a historic artifact of American culture, and so. You have a lot of editors and people clapping for Miss Natalie Portman on this look. So this is where I will end it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a lovely weekend. I hope you loved your weekly dose of fashion and I will see you guys next week.